You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Adventures of Little Miss Detroit, where we explore the Motor City through the eyes of a precocious eight-year-old girl and her friends. Adventures of Little Miss Detroit is recorded at Podcast Detroit's Midtown Studio. Hi, this is KJ, founder and host of Adventures of Little Miss Detroit. And I'm Mrs. G, her sidekick. Today, my guest is Mrs. Smith, founder and host, founder, I mean, founder of Clo- The Closing Gap, Detroit. So, Ms. Smith, will you please tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am the founder and president of Closing the Gap, Detroit. And it's an organization focused on making sure that young people um, have college access options. So, in other words, that they have an opportunity to have a sound understanding Mm -hmm. and exposure to all of the wonderful college options that are available to them. So, So, I heard there's a program called program called the College Fair. So please tell me about this. Yes. So Closing the Gap Detroit is really excited about partnering with the Detroit HBCU Network. And uh-huh. HBCU stands for Historically Black, Black Colleges, Colleges and universities. universities. Yes. In partnership with Southfield Public Schools. So I am a graduate of, a, of an HBCU, Grambling State University, all the way in northern Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And so we really wanted to do a spe- something special for students in the state of Michigan who don't um, know that much about HBCUs, who really want to increase their awareness uh-huh. around what options are available for them, as well as um, get information in general about mm-hmm. what it means to prepare for college. So we're excited mm-hmm. to have that event on Saturday, April 27th uh-huh. at Southfield A&T High School in Southfield, Michigan. Wow, so Miss Jim, why so in your work in your time here in Detroit, why did you see the need for an organization like Closing the Gap Detroit? And um why an HBCU college fair, right? So a number of parents and students go to HBCUs here in Detroit. And so why do you think that there's still a need to increase exposure to the HBCU experience? Awesome question, Mrs. G. Awesome question. Um, So there are a couple of reasons. Um, So I didn't start off um, my work. I didn't start off as the founder and president of Closing the Gap Detroit. Uh Um, My background is in um, philanthropy and working with other nonprofits and some of those nonprofits supported students Mm -hmm. who wanted to go to college. And I began to start seeing um, major gaps Uh in the type of support available to um, not only students of color, but particularly students um in a in a in a particular income background right mm-hmm. so some of our students that didn't have as many resources and much support sometimes the the support and the information for them um around college is um sometimes incomplete and it doesn't really uh paint the full picture. So I actually started working with um, students who were aging out of foster care, who didn't have a lot of information and support around um, 
uh, going to college. And, and what I found out in that work is that not only do those particular students have challenges, but a lot of students in the city and even outside the city just have a lot of um, misinformation as it relates to going to college. And so that's why the name of the organization is called Closing, closing the gap. gap because it's not only closing information gaps, um, but it's also, in some cases, the type of support that the organization provides for students. Sometimes we're closing resource gaps, financial gaps, et cetera, et cetera. And then what was also particularly interesting about um, putting together a fair like this focused on HBCUs is that even though Detroit is changing, mm-hmm. it's still predominantly African-American, um, yet we uh-huh. still kind of struggle with how we talk about historically black colleges and universities, right, mm-hmm. even among each other, uh, among each other. So there's a lot of still misinformation, still a lot of myths. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and just kind of a fear, right? Sometimes it feels like of, of talking about HBCUs and, and why HBCUs is because historically black colleges and universities have changed so much mm-hmm. since they were created early, late 1800s, early 1900s, particularly to, um, educate, uh, African Americans because you, you do realize um, little Miss Detroit, that <laughs> there was a time when, you know, people that look like you couldn't go to the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go to Ohio State, right? Uh-huh. And so while HBCUs are welcoming to all ethnic groups, there's still um, a, a culture at those institutions that is very nurturing and supportive of mm-hmm. um, students of color, and quite frankly, all students, but particularly um, black students from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So can you remind me the name of the HBCU and you went to and how you came to want to go to that college? Yes. Excellent question. So I attended Gremlin State University. Um, in Grambling, Louisiana, it's a little town, mm-hmm. uh, three hours from Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. and about five hours north of New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I was a junior in high school, and I went on something called the Black College Tour. And uh-huh. so we visited a lot of HBCUs, and I fell in love with Grambling. It just really felt like home. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found out, um, about my family members is that I had a couple of family members who had gone there years and years before. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of my um, uncles, great uncle, was one of the first deans of education there. Oh, Whoa. So you didn't know that before you went? I kind of, it was kind of like a family conversation, mm-hmm. but my family is not in large masses college educated. Okay. So it was kind of like, and he had been, and he had passed away prior right, okay. to me, um, even. So it's like on people talked about people it, talked but not a lot. It. Where yes. you were like, "Oh, this is really a family. Like I'm a legacy, right?" Yes. So you hear how some families have had generations where all of their family members have gone to one particular HBCU. It wasn't necessarily like that, but you kind of knew a little bit about yeah. it. Yeah, and the irony is, is that um, a lot of my family actually went to Alcorn State University, mm-hmm. which is in Mississippi. Um, my family is originally from the Mississippi Delta. Okay. And so that was really ironic, right, that Alcorn was never mentioned. 
that was never on the table, but I have five or six relatives okay. that kind of come through Alcorn. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool to know that. But once I got to Gremlin, um, my aunt, his wife was still alive and okay. she was very supportive. And mm-hmm. um, it just felt great to, to really connect with my roots there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We have been. I was going to say that. Oh, oh, you're going to tell the story? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead and tell the story. Speaking of um, the college trip, me and my family, before Cameron was born, um, we, little K, um, we went to, what is it? What a uh, HBCU Howard. Howard. We went to an HBCU. It was so fun. We went to go visit. Um, my older cousins, um, one who was getting ready to go to college, he was on that tour as well, and another who also went there, who who is um, also getting ready to go to college. Yeah. And we just knew that they were going to like Howard, um, but they didn't. They actually fell in love with Southern and then Tuskegee. Um, but for them, they said Howard felt like it was too, it was too, you know, I mean, it is in the city. It was too urban versus something that was a little bit more suburban, suburban or, or, rural. or rural. Yeah. But the story that I was going to tell was, do you remember, Karis? We were just talking about it last night and I was on ancestry.com. Uh-huh. What were we looking up? We were looking up my ancestors. Yes, our ancestors. And so we found out within the last year that Karis's fourth great grandfather removed, fought in the Civil War as a part, a part of the um, colored 62nd colored infantry and actually was one of the founders of Lincoln University. Wow. In Missouri. In yeah, in Missouri. And so that's we, amazing. We just found that out um, about a year ago. And so I was amazed, like, oh my gosh. Because, <laughs> you know, when you do, you, I don't know, when you sign up for ancestry.com and you start doing the research, you don't, you have, you have no idea idea like exactly what you're what going to find and so I was sharing with her some of the documents last night um and just and the night before yep and the night before so you know we and were just lo- looking those up and telling her the story so so that's really awesome to be a part of that that particular legacy I mean my um it was so amazing about my uh my uncle who Again, my family is from the Mississippi Delta, Leland, Mississippi. Um, he suffered from polio. Mm. So he, and we're talking about in the literally 20s, mm-hmm. right? He suffered mm-hmm. from polio. And we had our family reunion in Mississippi this year. And um, we were shared a letter that one of his mentors, mm. if you will, mm-hmm. um, wrote to him. Or, you know, he wrote to his mentor thanking him. And so mm-hmm. his mentor would see him kind of hobbling down mm-hmm. the street every day and just to see his commitment and dedication. And he mm-hmm. said, hey, you're going to go to college. So mm-hmm. he helped him go to Alcorn State. Mm-hmm. But then he got his master's. Now, mm-hmm. we're talking about in the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. He got his master's from Clark mm-hmm. Atlanta University, mm-hmm. which wasn't Clark Atlanta then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went on to get his PhD from Columbia. Oh, wow. In New York, mm-hmm. right? So in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And what was so beautiful, I actually got a, a copy of his dissertation. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, from my cousin, uh, who, um, was able to get it from mm-hmm. Alcorn. 
possible. So it's really, really cool. So I hope to take care um, too. So we found out that they have a Founders Day event at yes. Lincoln. And so we hope to go as a family. Someone yeah. had contacted me through Ancestry.com saying that, you know, that they would like to try to have a bigger celebration with all the descendants of the founders. So who knows, Karis, you may end up at Lincoln, girl. Congratulations, <laughs> HBCU Legacy. HBCU Legacy. Yes, yes. So little known fact, little, little known black history fact. That's beautiful. <laughs> Also, what was your favorite subject at that time? Wow. Um, so when I was at Grambling State University, I was a mass communications major, right? Uh-huh. So some of our students actually did things like this prior to the popularity of podcasts. But if podcasts were around, this would be something that fell under the mass communications department. And so my concentration was in public relations. Uh-huh. Um, and so all of my professors in, in, in mass communications were like my favorite. And, um, you know, what's so cool is that sometimes I go back to school and uh, some of my professors are still there. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 20-something years later. Mm-hmm. So that's what also, which is uh, part of the richness of going to HBCUs, is uh-huh. that you see a lot of longtime faculty and staff still um, working at the university. So it's pretty cool. If you could go back in time and pick four souvenirs, one for each year of college, what would they be? For souvenirs? <laughs> yeah, so this is one of her classic Karis questions because she likes to, col- she's a collector. So <laughs> if you had a memento or a souvenir, one for every year you were at Grambling, what would it be? <laughs> wow, that is an excellent question. Wow. Well, I will tell you this. I will tell you, let's start with my senior year when I graduated. Yeah, I work backwards. (laughs) So the thing that I love that the kids do now are decorating their graduation caps. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm like, man, I wish that they did that back then. Yep. So my graduation (laughs) cap will be so blinked out and so inspirational (laughs) that. So I'm really disappointed. Um, that I didn't have an opportunity to like really do that. That yeah, was just totally way, but <laughs> as well as a custom graduation stall. You didn't what? So uh-huh. I had a Delta Sigma Theta okay, one, okay. but oh, I'm yeah. talking about the satin ones okay. that they basically put their entire <laughs> life on there. everything that they were included in. Okay, okay. So other souvenirs. Wow, that's two. Well, that's that's just one oh, senior one. year, so she got yeah, three senior more. Yeah, senior year. Ah. Um. Oh, come on! Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So I interned in the sports information department my last year of college, mm-hmm. right? Because I decided at that time that I wanted to focus on sports. Mm-hmm. And so, who was there at the at you know in my formidable years was Eddie Robinson, oh. who is the most winningest football coach in NCAA history. Uh-huh. Do I have anything signed no. by Coach Rob? Nothing. Okay, so you would get something signed. Absolutely. A so we'll football. give you we'll give you two then, even though those were both from your senior year. We'll give you two. Oh, for I mean each. that could have been third year. That could be junior year. That's junior year. Give me junior year. 
Uh, souvenirs. So that's two, right? That's two, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cap for senior and then the gown for junior. Well, no, the cap and gown for senior year and then something signed by Coach Robinson for Something signed year. by Coach uh, Robinson. Um, I would also have liked to maybe steal my dorm phone. <laughs> We actually didn't have cell phones, Little Miss Detroit. Uh-huh. We actually had phones that you had to pick up. And a cord that stretched all across the room. And a cord that room. stretched all across the room. And the only way you knew if somebody was calling you from out of town is that you had a double ring. Single oh ring means that we're calling you from on campus. Yes. Double meant off campus. And people used uh-huh. to take the phone out into the hallway because it was a long cord. Yes. So if you wanted privacy, you would go out into the yeah. hallway. Or if you wanted to you be. just go into the bathroom? There was no cell phone. I mean, I there said, was cell phones, but they, they weren't bathroom. anything Why like this. I said bathroom. Why couldn't you just take the cord? Because it wasn't that long. The cord wasn't that, that long. You could get out in the hallway. Oh, I thought there was a bathroom in the dorm. It was a bathroom in the dorm. Okay. Get with it. Yeah. And, and. I will say um, also, like, a souvenir not necessarily related to college, but my uncle. Mm. I would have loved to be able to get something from Mm -hmm. my aunt uh, regarding my uncle. He was was also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. All right. Yeah. Black and gold all the way around. Yeah, black and gold all the way around. (laughs) So he was the truth. He was the truth. Mm -hmm. I like that. I love that question, Kira. I love that. I love that. Very creative. What if you were a teacher at your college? What subject would you teach? You know what? If I was a professor, if I went back as a professor, I really would want to do something really not in a core subject, but really on helping students prepare to graduate. Mm -hmm. It's like a post-graduation class. Like what happens? What should you you be thinking about? Mm When you start preparing for graduation from college, like, uh-huh. are you ready to go out into the world and interview? Mm-hmm. Do you know what you should be wearing? I think sometimes people assume that yeah. college teaches you all of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's another layer where you kind of need some wraparound. This is how do you interview. This is how you negotiate your first salary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. I remember I took a maybe a two credit class to help me with my resume. resume. But what yeah. When I I mean, yeah, well I'll show you when we get home, but you do <laughs> Did she say what is a resume? Yeah. <laughs> is it like an essay? Kind of, maybe, yeah. like an essay about yourself, your jobs, oh, okay. your, your skills. You know? Oh, I thought you meant like an essay for the beginning of the year for your teacher. No, no. It's like a document that shows the jobs that you've had, how long you've been employed at those jobs, oh. what you accomplished when you were in those jobs, what your skills are. So I remember show you. we were at Brome, and I talked to you about how could you apply to a job like that. You would have to sign out a form about how long have you been studying cooking. Right. Um, did you do that in your senior year? Did she say that she was at Brome, though? Yeah, yeah she likes to be like. Like Brome. Shout out to the shout watermelon out. juice. Right. Shout out to Brome. But shout you, out um, to the uh, Beyond Burger. <laughs> but you, you, yeah, so some jobs you fill out applications. Some jobs you submit resumes. So it's basically the same information, but just in two different forms. Like computer and paper, right? Yeah, so most of them now are just on the computer, not paper. Um, 
Gosh, I had a question. Oh, so you left Detroit, went to Louisiana. Um, do you think in hindsight you were totally prepared to be away from home? What is your, like, you know, as you work with Closing the Gap, a lot of kids leave, right? Yeah. The only home that they know. So what are some tips that you have for young people who are going off to college maybe for the first time, living away from their family, their friends? Yeah, I was totally ready um, to actually go away. Yeah, <laughs> And I mean, I love I love my family. I mm-hmm. love my parents. But I, I mean, my parents had totally prepared me for um independence um and and they prepared me for it and it was also innate so Mm -hmm. when i went on a black college tour i learned about a pre-college program that gremlin had called high ability Mm -hmm. and so i was kind of a younger student because my birthday was in october so Uh i was i was 16 years old going into my senior year so as i approached um the summertime uh, the summer of my, I was a rising senior, I guess what they call. I actually went to Louisiana mm. and participated in that program for okay. six weeks. You know, my parents are back in Detroit. I had never gone to Louisiana before outside of the college tour. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was so funny. We have this really quick story I'll share. So this was before. Well, my sister worked for the airlines, and so we were riding on a buddy pass. And so we had to go from fly from Detroit to Memphis. Um, I think I had a ticket, but my mother was riding on a buddy pass. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to Memphis, uh, they didn't honor it or something mm-hmm. like that. Something weird happened. And so my mother was so upset. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want me want me to be late for the orientation or mm-hmm. whatever. So she asked me, hey, were you comfortable flying by yourself? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> right. So I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I flew from Memphis to Monroe, Louisiana. My mother called ahead to the hotel, mm-hmm. explained the situation. Mm-hmm. They allowed me to check in. Mm-hmm. By the time my mom uh, got there later on at night. I knew the shuttle driver <laughs> from, the, from the airport. And he was like, oh, you're Jennifer's mom? Uh-huh. Oh, she's good. Okay. You know, it's just that Southern hospitality. Right, right. So they allowed me to go in the hotel room by myself at 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I encourage parents to allow their child to, you know, have those intentional experiences that help to create independence Mm -hmm. for them so they can actually see what it feels like to have to make a decision or something like that, not kind of protect them all the time. So it by the time I went to college in um, the fall, I mean, the the following fall, my confidence level was on a... Mm another level because I knew where I was going. I made up my mind that I was going and it was just a wonderful experience. I had friends who were already there. So, so it was great. So KJ, what? do you think that you would have been able to do that? Fly from as from Memphis or just get on a plane by yourself? Are you looking forward to going to college in 10 years? Um, well, I'm a little nervous. I mean, I've never been that far away from my family before. And I'm going to miss them big time. Even my little sister should probably be in fourth grade because I'm seven years older than her. Little Kay will probably be worried and she'll probably be really, really sad. But. I think I'll be ready to go. But you still going to be This ready. is a person who has her own show, right? <laughs> she'll be ready. 
In fact, she'll probably be flying the plane. <laughs> well, it's funny because she's like, oh, I think I'll just stay at home and go to college. And I'm like, eh. no, I, I mean, like, go to Wayne State and come right back. But, but you're not living at home. No, you're getting out the nest. Out the out nest. Out the nest. I don't want to get but out But she's the already nest. so independent now. Yes. So that's that I'm be, I'll be ready she'll to be, go now. She'll be ready. Yeah. Yes, You'll yes. probably be in Germany at 13. The people, the people. Are they still around? I don't don't know about people to people, but she... People to people? What in the world is that? It's a program, I I guess, where you travel abroad. So she wants to go now. As a kid. Slowly but surely this summer, she's going to get to do some camps uh, where she doesn't really know too many people in an effort to kind of, you know, get her to trust herself. Yeah, Yeah, but... Spring Hill is always on the list. Well, you know everybody always. at Spring Hill. So where she doesn't know everybody, Spring Hill? people don't really. Uh, it's a, a camp that takes place here in Detroit. So okay. a lot of our friends and their children. But to give her an opportunity to figure it's stuff about out. Yes, about Christianity. Awesome. To get, you know, meet people, to depend on herself, to, you know, think without mom and daddy trying to help. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just keep going. She's adorable. Do you have friends to this day from college? Yes. One of the best one of the best things about attending Gramlin State University is that I have some of the best friends who hopefully are watching now. Um, but the the family unit that is created when you're um, an undergraduate at Graham, at any HBCU is amazing. The friendships go 20, 30 years. We always try to make sure that we go to homecoming, which is a big celebration every year. We're actually prov- we are uh, planning a trip to New York. What? In September, uh, Labor Day weekend. I don't know why. Uh, someone oh, just said, let's go to New York. Let's go to New York. Grand oh, fam takes God. over New York. You know we're in our feelings right now because Beyonce has professed her love for Gramlin State. You know, so you can't what? tell us anything right now. Yeah, so did you watch Homecoming? We did. I had a, a, a special uh, experience at a premiere. I know. I, know. I, was, I was out of town, but I told Kiris that we can watch it. But I would say I did go to U of M, go blue. However, we say go is, blue or HBCU. Yes. Um, but I, that's one thing that I do miss out on the homecoming experience. Yes. Right. So I love football. Yes. I believe maize and blue. But the homecoming basketball. is not homecoming, homecoming experience is not. is not the same. I yeah. mean, we try the alumni association. Shout out to Megan and Sharice and Mike and all of them. They do a wonderful job, but it, it ain't the same. It's, it's not the same. the same. You know what I mean? And, but you know, when you run into people, this is when you know HBCU fever is bad. Mm-hmm. When you have people who didn't go to HBCUs, they're like almost apologizing, like, oh. <laughs> I just feel bad. I really wanted to go to an HBCU. And I'm like, rock with your experience, though. You know what I mean? Don't feel bad. Pick your head up. Oh, no. The head, the <laughs> not head, you. right? The head not is you. Not but you, I but some people. To your point earlier, right? And I would hope that, um, you know, and I know Shannon and I wouldn't do this with uh, KJ, but I wanted to go to Howard. Yeah. Um, you would you have know, absolutely been in, a Howard girl. In high school. But... 
my neighbor told my mother no because her son was there and her issue was it lacked resources. She was like, they don't have the resources. The neighborhood is not as nice. Don't send her there. She should go to U of M. And so my mother just on that, you know, one opinion was like, Miss, Miss, (laughs) Miss Lorraine said, don't send you up there to Howard. It's not a safe neighborhood. And so, you know, the same way with Shannon, he had a full ride to go to Howard and he, you know, decided I'll stay close to home. I'll go to Wayne State. And so, I know we wouldn't have those same opinions, but people do sometimes that HBCUs um, don't provide a quality education. And of course, there are differences, but quality can look different. Yeah, quality look different. My my counselors were mortified. I went to Catholic school, Benedictine Ravens um, in the building. But (laughs) listen, I had a 4.3 GPA graduated Mm -hmm. from high school and... uh, when I told them that I was going to Grambling, they were mortified mm-hmm. because they just knew that I was going to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm taking my full ride. I'm taking full, my talents. My presidential <laughs> scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm taking my my talents and my academic uh, prowess to uh, Grambling yeah. State University in rural Grambling, Louisiana, mm-hmm. where, the, where the, the ants from the red dirt. Ate my toes away. <laughs> Water blisters everywhere. But you can be great anywhere. Remember yeah, that, little Miss Detroit. Do you remember the names of some of your teachers? Absolutely. Dr. Murray. Um, Wait, Dr. Murray? W- w- taught from media, mass media communications. Dr. Ford was our wow. communications, law, and ethics, and everything professor. Um, I remember Ms. Lewis because she gave me a C in first aid. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> but she also offered me a bowling scholarship uh, when bowling. I was about to graduate. Yes. <laughs> like bowling. Yeah. So that's the What cool type of bowling? Bowling. Bowling. Oh, I yeah. thought you said bowling. A bone scholarship? Yeah. so i so i hope to take Karis. um we hope to come to the college fair this weekend just so she can see and meet um a lot of the representatives from the colleges so she can ask them questions i I never think it's too early for kids to have college um, it's never too early for kids to um get opened up into the world it's never too early or never too late (laughs) Look at this girl. A wonderful quote. <laughs> wonderful quote. Yes. So we look forward to hosting you and welcoming you. And all of the representatives and attendees would love to talk to you. So what will be some of the um, colleges in attendance? Yeah. So we're going to start with Grambling State University, of course. <laughs> uh, but then we have Mississippi Valley State. Spellman will be in the building. Um, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Tennessee State. What about Howard? Howard is in the building as well. Yes! I have to give a shout out to my partners, um, Ada Smith, who graduated from Xavier mm-hmm. in Louisiana also, and Sean Rouse, um, who attended Tennessee State University. Um, there's just so many. We have about, mm-hmm. we have over 31, uh, universities that have confirmed. That's wonderful. That's yep. wonderful. So thank you Wait. for coming. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ms. Jennifer, for coming. In closing, don't forget that you're never too old or too young for your next adventure. Make sure you check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash adventures of Little Miss Detroit 
for pictures and fun and behind the scenes videos. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.